0: Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Tuesday, February 16th. Alex, can I get a time check, please? It is 12.27 a.m. on the East Coast. 12.27 a.m. on the East Coast. And before we get started, because this is a packed show today, we've got, there's a lot of news in the NBA. There's there's at least three or four things we got to hit that came out either today or maybe might've missed yesterday, but definitely three things that came out today we're going to hit later on in the show. Trade rumors, buyout rumors, got an Anthony Davis injury update, right? Uh, Six game slate to go through unless I'm counting that wrong, maybe seven, seven games slate to go through. Seven games slate to go through. Am I counting that wrong?
2: No, I think seven looks good. I'm seven games yeah. slate
1: to go through. And I would say for my money, if you are a, just a fan of great individual performances, this is probably the best night of the season. I think four, so. Four 40 point games. And that doesn't even count the two leading scorers in the NBA going for 37 and 36. And Zach Levine getting 30 in overtime. I mean, like it, w- it was just a wild night in the league. So we're gonna start by uh we're gonna get to the 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 news stuff later on. We'll go through the games first, but I also want to point something out. Um I think when people listen to this show, I obviously talk more than you. It's just my it's it, it's not, it's just the way I, I talk. I, I once I get going, it's hard for me. So, but what I don't want, I don't want people to mistake. The amount that I talk on this show for uh, your you being less dedicated to the craft than I am, and I'll and I'll explain this and I'll explain why. My co-host Alex, right now at twelve twenty nine on the East Coast, is currently coming off of a back to back that would put. I mean, I don't think. Look, and the NBA this year with COVID and all the stuff that cancellations, t- t- players are playing back to backs all the time. I don't think they'd want this back-to-back. My co-host Alex is coming off a back-to-back of Valentine's day and his girlfriend's birthday and back-to-back days. And he's still here at 1230 AM on the East coast on Tuesday for you guys. So don't take his, he, he gets his points in, he gets them in there. I'm the long-winded one, but the commitment is there. Cause the fact that he's here tonight, Hey, It deserves a round of applause. Wow. Thank you. I mean, it was a hell of a back-to-back.
2: And I'll tell you what, she's not happy about it. But no, I uh,
0: it's a back I sit to back, 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 and to I back L
2: back to back L's. <laughs> yes, definitely. But no, I I, I think uh, the dynamic with the back and forth is good. I, the it's I'm not long just... it's not long winded to me. It works. It's good. Oh yeah, I've just thank
1: you. No, I had to. Well, I, I couldn't. I had to have an intro. Yeah. I had to have some way of getting into that. Um. All right. Well, happy birthday, Melissa. By the way. Yeah. Happy birthday, Melissa, and happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. We didn't even really talk about Valentine's Day yesterday. No, Valentine's Day sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just get right to it. Big. There's so much to talk about today. Uh, let's get into the games. I want to start with one of the games that just ended just a couple minutes ago before we got on the air. Brooklyn, without Kevin Durant, they're kind of uncertain. on. He's supposed to be out at least two games with his most recent hamstring thing, uncertain of when he's going to return. First game since Kyrie Irving officially named... James Harden, the point guard of the Nets. And the Nets win 136-125 over the Kings. And it wasn't even really that close. There was a point, if you were watching that game, they went on a 20-0 run, and the camera caught Luke Walton going pretty nuts on the bench. Like, he was pissed. Which is, I mean, he should be. Uh, As I mentioned off the top, four 40-point games, one of those 40-point games tonight, Kyrie Irving, the new two-guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this not surprising that they beat up on the Kings, not surprising that they scored 136 points. I want to pose something to you though, here that will never happen. It'll never happen because of, because Kyrie Irving has alienated all of the people who could potentially put him in this position and because he's on a super team with Kevin Durant and James Harden, but Kyrie Irving is having an MVP season.
2: You know what that makes me think of is the time we tried to call out Woj for saying they had three MVP caliber players on the team. We said, Woj, no, no, you you got two. You got James Harden, Kevin Durant, but the way he's playing right now is MVP caliber basketball. It's undeniable. He's averaging 28, 50,
1: 40, 90, and he just had 40, (sighs) his season high of 40. Yeah, it's special, and I am like as big of a Kyrie hater.
2: I, maybe hater is a strong word. I don't like him very much, but he's just a hell of a player, hell of a scorer. Um, and you know, tonight's a nice win without Durant. Like I think this could have been a trap game, honestly. Like this could be a game where Sacramento comes out all juiced up, and you drop this game. So it's not like it's a hollow forty points for me. That, that's a really good. That's
1: a solid. No, yeah, I mean, he went nine of eleven from free. Him and him and. Uh and Harden combined 15 of 21 from three in this game. Wow. I mean, that's Uh,
2: just, what are you supposed to do defensively, man?
1: James Harden, James Harden, by the way, plus 33.
2: (laughs) My God, the next closest guy is plus 22.
1: Yeah. That's why that's a wild number. I don't think I remember seeing a guy plus 33 in a long time. Um, In an 11 point win. That's remarkable. That's absolutely outrageous. Um, And here's the other thing about Kyrie. Uh, And obviously, most of the media members who vote on MVP, like, like, look, he's not going to get MVP on a team with Kevin Durant averaging 30. But the thing is, is if KD's hurt and keeps missing games and Kyrie is averaging 30 a game and keeping them afloat, you never know. I just, I don't think anybody on this team could get MVP at this point because they're all playing. So well. like James Harden had 29 point, triple, double 14 assists, 13 rebounds. Like, so but I also will say this about Kyrie for all the shit that everyone gives him, and we've given it to him. We've been harder on him just about than anybody, right? The biggest thing that everyone crushed him on when they traded for James Harden was James Harden's an MVP. James Harden's one of the best scorers of a generation. Kyrie Irving's not going to be able to take a back seat or hand it over to James Harden. And he has literally done exactly what everyone said he wouldn't do, which was say, you got the balls in your hands. I'm going to be part of the offense and it's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least and they're winning. That's the big thing yeah.
2: mean, that like, it would be one thing if Kyrie was still getting his numbers and they were, you know, playing 500 basketball, but they look basically like when they have it going on a given night, they look unstoppable. Um, so yeah, it's it's working. It's completely working. And it, hat tip to James Harden too for. I mean, it, he had twenty nine tonight, but it still feels like his scoring is taking a little bit of a hit. I mean, he's still scoring, but right. he's he's the second or third option on a given night. So
1: yeah, I mean, it just you got to give credit where credit's due. Kyrie, what he's doing right now, he's like, he he's always been this talented, but he's starting to. He's like putting together showing that he can be like, it's crazy because all he ever wanted was to be the man. And now he's taking a back seat to two other guys and playing probably the best basketball he's ever played. I wonder what he
2: would call that evolution or um probably has some like Buddhist term for it or something. I
0: don't yeah, know. I,
1: don't know. I would just, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't even know what he is at this yeah. point it is, but he's a damn good basketball player yep. at the moment. Mm-hmm. at the moment they're scoring 136 points they're not going to lose a lot of games and that's without kevin Durant. yeah like, <laughs> so like, like jesus Durant. christ um so yeah that, i wanted to actually pose that that was my main takeaway from this game is just like he's so he's playing so good that on any other team most other like if damian lillard was doing what he's doing right now you'd be like oh, he's the favorite for mvp <sighs> Yeah, I
2: just think, like, if you 130- know that he's not the best player on the team, so how can he be MVP, you
1: know? Yeah. I, no, I understand, but yeah. MVP is a stat-driven award. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, like, if any player was averaging four, 30 points on 50-40-90 on one of the best teams in their conference, on any other team, they would be the favorite for MVP right now. Yeah. But he's not, and he won't get it. And even if he even if he had a chance at it, there's so many media members that probably would not vote for him. <laughs> I mean, just because of what he said at the beginning of the year, the way he's alienated the media, he's just they wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. which is shitty because yeah, these, awards should, yeah, these awards should these awards impact these guys' careers. The media shouldn't vote on it, I don't think. But mm-hmm. or it should be like a mixture, but and that's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Is it is any win without KD for this team is a good win. Just showing that Kyrie and James Harden can play together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the other one of the other games, there was three late games. The other game that just ended before we came on the air or started recording, the Heat. Oh my God, man! Um, Heat lose to the to the Clippers one twenty five one eighteen without Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly.
2: Yeah. There's your caveat. I mean, that's, uh, you got to win that game, especially we, we've talked about Miami digging this hole for themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, a lot of it's because of COVID and not playing well. And now you get a tough team that is completely disabled. You got to win that game. You have to steal this, not even steal it. You have to just. You this know, isn't a steal. The no, Clippers no, stole yeah. this game. Yeah. You have to just handle your business, is the term I should use handle your business and get a win where you're going to desperately need it if you're going to be a playoff team. Honestly, I can't believe I'm saying that about the heat.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't see a scenario where the heat don't make a move like ASAP. Like if, is there ever been a time where it's more like pressing to do something just to shake it up? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be huge. Like you've said a couple times, they just have to do something to, you know, get everybody's head on a swivel. Like right, I better, you know, get all my shit because
1: Pat yeah. Riley's not messing around. Well, listen, here's, here's one thing. Kelly Lennox stinks, right? He's not a starter. He's just not a starter in the NBA. Yeah. He's a, he like, he doesn't stink. Okay. He, he's a, he's a solid player. He's not a starter. He stinks as a starter. I, I kind of and, think he stinks, but, <laughs> and well, the thing is, is he's inconsistent. So he's good coming off the bench because you're not relying on him to bring it every night, but he can bring it in front every now and then. I think what happens and I've talked to you about this before, like with bad teams and this is not a bad team, but what tends to happen is, you know, like as a fan or even as an organization, sometimes you look at the guys you have and you see them in practice and you've seen them succeed. And you're like, no, we can make it work with this guy. You're not going to, it can't happen. Like, I think they're falling into that trap a little bit with Kelly Olynyk by not making a move to go get another four mm-hmm. because it, it, you can't make it work with Kelly Olenek. Like, I saw a very respected Heat like outlet today saying that Kelly Olinick's better, like making the argument that Blake Griffin wouldn't be better for the Heat than Kelly Olenek. That's because absolutely. of how bad he's playing this year. Like it's absurd. Man. Like, come on. Yeah, that's you absolutely. watch Kelly Olinick every night, you watch Blake Griffin every like maybe once every 25 games, and then you look at his stats. Everyone's shitting on Blake. We're gonna talk about Blake Griffin later. Because of how bad he's playing, let's not forget James Harden did what James, what Blake Griffin's doing right now, right? Playing like dog shit to get moved out of town, like so they can finally just be like, "All right, we'll get rid of you." Like I, now he's not as he's not in the same part place where James Harden is, but it's a different topic. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Kelly Olinick, and he only played 14 minutes because he just wasn't good. Their defense is. Their perimeter defense is horrible. They can't guard anybody on the perimeter. And you pointed out to me, I watched the entire game, didn't even notice eight of 36 from three. They're so reliant on the three-point shot. It's so reliant on the three-point shot on a team that has two shooters, maybe. Like Tyler Hero, is he even really a shooter yet? More of like a scorer, but he who can shoot. Duncan Robinson is... Supposed to be one of the best three point. I mentioned this to you before we came on, right? I was saying every time the Heat lose, I hear like Spo and Jimmy Butler and Bam and these guys talking about how they need to start. They need to figure out a way to get Duncan going and they got to figure out a way to get Duncan Robinson involved. And I don't think I ever remember a time where a team talks so much about getting their fifth best player, sixth best player going. I get it. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA but it, it shouldn't be the focus of where your problems are. If you're focusing that much on getting Duncan Robinson going, then there's, then your team is not that good.
2: Yeah. Duncan it's Robinson really, is
1: just a good player.
2: Yeah. It's really strange. He does one thing at an elite level, but we've seen plenty of guys like him and their biggest attribute is the ability to take pressure off the guys you do need to get going. Like mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and Tyler here, like, JJ Reddick's the perfect example. You don't ever need to get JJ Reddick going, but you want him there to knock down an open shot if guys are focusing too much on the star players. It's just, I, that, that's crazy to me. And you, I mean, you follow, you're a lot closer to Heat basketball than I am, but to hear that they're so focused on getting Duncan Robinson going is, is strange.
1: It's just weird. Yeah. And they're just like, he's in the scouting report now. So we got to figure out ways to get him going. Well, maybe not. Like, maybe figure out ways to get your other guys going and let Duncan be in the flow of the offense. Like he used to be, mm-hmm. he's always going to do what he does. He's always going to knock down open threes at a ridiculous level, you know? Yep. So that's going to stay. And I still contend like this, this team's offense, even though they had one eighteen tonight, tonight, uh, it's not as it's not great without Goran Dragic. And that's not a good thing. Goran Dragic is a very good player too, but he's also a little older, injury prone. They, they have. I really think if this team wants to make a, another playoff run, they're they they need an like Tyler Hero is great. but They need another wing scorer. Tyler Hero has the potential to be great. They need another wing scorer. They need a, another four, like a a four that can shoot. If they're going to play Bam at the five, right? Which he, I, he is a five, pretty much.
2: I just don't understand. Is Jimmy Butler just unable to to guard people on the perimeter, or what? Like that's what I'm confused about. Because how do you give up? It's 125? not Jimmy
1: Butler necessarily, but so he's, they're also okay. they're starting Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, and then they're bringing Tyler Hero and Max Struess off the bench. Like none of those guys can guard the perimeter. Lou Will was just going wherever he wanted in this game. Crazy. I mean, they just can't stay in front of guys, mm-hmm. and they switch a lot. So even if Jimmy Butler is guarding, they'll they can they'll they'll guard to guard teams will guard to guard screen or they'll they'll screen till they get the switch that they want and then they'll just go buy people so maybe the switching's not as good their zone is their zones pretty good but you can't play zone all game right i mean that's so,
2: like yeah, you sprinkle that in
1: um now again I, I say this all a lot also with the heat like how often is marcus morris going to go six of eight from three and a mere coffee go five for six But I find myself saying this a lot about guys who shouldn't be doing this. There's a trend there. like Mm. They're giving up open threes to NBA players. They're going to make threes. It's
2: just just so weird. And the turnovers weren't even the problem. They had eight turnovers. It's really confusing. Well, the shooting was offensively was the shooting. Yeah.
1: I mean, just horrible. I mean, eight for 36 and seven of them came from Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who neither shot that well. Like Duncan Duncan Robinson was three of 11. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They got issues, man. They got big issues. I don't really know what the answer is because every night it seems like there's something different. That's a problem. And now you can't, you cannot come out of it. Here's the thing. This is why something is going to have to happen with Miami now. Because a lot of this year, it's been COVID. Like I think you mentioned, it's been COVID. It's been this, it's been injuries. It's been that. Well, you can't come out of this game and be like, "Well, we just haven't had time to get it together. We don't have Goron. We don't have Avery Bradley, Jimmy. This and that." You just played against a team without two of the top ten players in the NBA, and they beat your ass like so. There's no excuses anymore. Now it's like, are we? What are our adjustments? Or what? Are the, what move are we making?
0: Mm-hmm. That's, the that's the
1: question that's got to be asked.
2: It's the latter. You, you you had it spot on probably three four weeks ago. Like they need to make a move and shake things up and and kind of just reset. Just
1: know yeah i mean and by the way Ivica zubach and serge abaca look like all nba big men so that's a problem too that's a big problem because they're not they're good players but they're not yeah just a just a bad really bad probably the worst loss of the year and i include losing cool. to the Wizards. Uh, wizards loss was bad but yeah i know I mean, without jordan yeah yeah the wizards have brad beal this yep. they're, this is lou will and a bunch of everybody and a bunch of other guys you know crazy Oof, rough one uh, the other late game was the Warriors. Not a whole lot to talk about here other than like <laughs> Steph Curry just under the radar goes for 36 in a night where everyone else is just going nuts. Um, he's playing out of his mind right now. He, he's also got to be rising in the MVP conversation.
2: Definitely. As, as
1: Golden State's wins increase, I mean,
2: his MVP, like he's just playing so well. He, he's fully healthy, which is great. Um, I thought he was going to be the fifth 40-point scorer tonight, but almost made it. Who's close, yeah.
1: I'll, I also will say it, it looks like uh, Draymond, the way he's been playing over the last few weeks, he may end up being like top five in the NBA. I mean, he's eighth in the NBA in assists right now. He had 16 more assists in this one. He's got some
2: double-digit streak of assists right now that is verging on like historic, I think. I, I don't know. I mean –
1: it looks like he's gunning for like the assist title this year or something. It's wild. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, not much there. We will talk more about the Nets later on when we're done going through the games mm-hmm. because of the Andre Drummond situation. Um, but you know, what are you? What what, what can you say? I mean, this this team's going to lose a lot of games. Um, they played pretty well in the first half, but. The Warriors, Steph Curry's just playing out of his mind right now. He he had a little stretch there where he just went absolutely nuts. Um, all right, let's talk about your boys. I, yeah. I know. I, know. I think it did just start pouring here, which is fitting for for this loss. I don't know if that's coming through on your end. I'm not totally sure, but uh, I, so I would say this. So this, we'll talk about. By the way, the, if I didn't mention it, the Warriors won one twenty nine ninety eight in that game, that's why we kind of just glossed right over it. Um, Utah beat the Sixers 134-123. And I'm going to say this, and then I'll, I'm just going to say this, and then I'm going to let you go. I don't think this is a bad loss at all, at all, like even remotely bad loss. Go now, yeah, give your thoughts. I, it's not a bad loss. It's
2: it's bad in the sense that they've lost three straight, and that's never good. Um, sure. But they're now one and five without Joel Embiid which is, I mean, when you're an MVP candidate, I mean, that's to be expected. You're not going to be great without your best player. So one in five without Embiid. The big takeaway from this game for me is Ben Simmons has a career night with 42 points. He goes 15 for 26, gets the line 13 times. He tacks on 12 assists. It's his best game of his career, right? Like, where is this, you know, where is this downhill aggressiveness on a nightly basis? Okay. You're, you're a max player. You're a former first overall pick. I don't need 40 every night, but we can have 14 points a game from a guy that's capable of this. Um, but he's it, been scoring he's more too, lately. Lately. Yeah, he has. Um, I mean, that's with Embiid has been out for, he's missed some games here and there, but I'm just, I, I got to see this aggressiveness or something close to it in the playoffs. And I've said all along the Sixers it's, it's playoffs. I mean, that's what the season's all about for them. Um, you know a first like a number 1 seed in the east would be great but it's all about what this team does in the playoffs um but yeah they just ran into the, the jazz they just they just have everything working like you can just you can just put jordan clarkson's name on the 6 man trophy right now like he's he goes yeah for, two he, of the 40 for 40 tonight
1: two of the four 40 point games tonight were in this game ben simmons and jordan clarkson uh clarkson just out of his mind right now he, he's so he good. just he's abs- like, it's crazy. And they're just continuing to win games with Mike. Like Mike Conley's been out. They just continue to win. They've won 18 of nine of their last 19 now. Um, God, they're, I, I don't, I still don't think they can go to the finals. which I don't is crazy. Think- yeah. But I don't- like, I feel like at some point, Hey, look, if Jordan Clarkson plays like this, they could beat anybody. But at some point, this has to calm down. That's that's my only takeaway from the Jazz is that at some point, this has to regress back to them being good, very good, but not this. No one's this good.
2: This might be this is Warriors.
1: This is Warriors esque (laughs) basketball. They're they're just unbelievable. I don't know if
2: I fully believe in this type of philosophy, but like, kind of creeps in your mind. Like, are they peaking too early? Like, could would you prefer them to hit this? Because we're both pretty sure they're not this good. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you you prefer them to get this hot late in the season? I mean, that's kind of like Well, I guess uh, it
1: depends on if they are this good. Yeah,
2: true. I mean, well, they're not they can't sustain this. I mean, they they just look so dominant. Um mm-hmm. it's it's t- I really don't know if I had to say whether this team was going to win the West right now or I'm sorry, go to the Western Conference Finals. I think I would say yes. I think they beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. But I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be a tough one. It'd be a good series. Um, here's what I'll, I'll say this about Lebron Simmons. Mm. Okay, it, you're not going to get this on a regular basis. I've said this forever. He doesn't fit with Joel Embiid. I still, it it won't be with Philly. I don't think. I would. I still would love to see him. I here's the here's the. The issue with it, I would still really like to see a team where that it's built around him. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that teams would that team would fall. It would end up having the same issues that the Bucks have, which is, you I mean he would put up MVP numbers? They'd win b- a bunch of games, I think, and then they'd lose in the playoffs because he can't shoot and you can't run plays for him. But I still think if you did like what they did today which was start him with Seth Curry, Mike Scott, Tobias Harris and Danny Green. I think you could see games, not maybe not 40 point triple double games, but I think you could see him putting up absurd numbers and then winning games or a team winning games with him as their best as their guy.
2: If he's because aggressive,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. But it's but he would be aggressive if it was built around him and that's I Some guys just if they if it's not set up for him then it doesn't work yeah and the way they have to play with joel and it's understandably so it doesn't work so i you know I, I, he's still playing better he went 12 of 13 from the free throw line that's pretty good
2: aggressiveness that goes back to the aggressiveness like he was just playing yeah, so downhill. And making them too yeah like, yeah oh, yeah that's gravy for sure
1: yeah i mean they got eight, 88 is it 88 78 points from Ben Simmons yeah, and Tobias I mean, Harris? I mentioned and
2: Tobias Harris is 36. He's been he's having a really, really good year. I think yeah. he's going to squeak his way under the all star team, but I'm not sure. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough
1: because of this next guy. Yep. Good, good transition there. Julius Randle, Knicks beat the Hawks 123, 112. Julius Randle goes for 44. I think one point away from his, I think his career high was 45. 44 9 and 5. He was unbelievable in this game. Uh, he just unstoppable. He hit seven threes. He just he hit a, th- he hit a, it was like an end of shot clock falling out of bounds behind the backboard. Like that's how on fire he was. He was mm-hmm. just out of his, out of his mind. Uh, he's an all star. Like he's yeah, got to be an all star. Conf- it's got to be confirmed at this point. What's he averaging now? I mean, that
2: that's going to bump it up a point probably. Yeah, he's averaging uh, like 23 points a game.
1: Also worth noting, even though he didn't do anything crazy in this game, the Knicks are now 3-1 and one since they traded for Derrick Rose. And they've won three in a row. So they lost their first game with D-Rose, but now they've won three in a row. Uh-huh. And you could see it on the floor. Their end-of-game lineup was Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and New and Noel, which I loved. I mean, seeing Quickly on the floor at the end of the game with Derrick Rose I like that backcourt. Um, and then obviously Julius Randle playing great. RJ Barrett didn't play in the fourth quarter the other day and then came in in the fourth quarter in this one and knocked down like three threes. Good for him. They're just, I mean, they're, they're playing good. They're playing really good basketball. Randle's an all-star. And Derek Rose's story right now, the possibility of him just bringing this team back to relevance is no matter who you root for and what team you like, it's one of the best that him and Melo right now are two of the best stories in the nba it's awesome i
2: just love that like the like story arc of being an mvp i mean Derek rose was an mvp carmelo was an mvp caliber player and then you, you get older and then you accept this role as like an elite role player mm-hmm. and and it's just fun to watch i love i love seeing stuff like that
1: yeah he he's uh it's fun. They're. I think they're. A play, I think they're going to be a playoff. Well, I do too. I, I Thank especially with the Hawks. Like I mean, well, let's talk about the Hawks. The Hawks are a disaster. I mean, this is a um, team
2: I had basically penciled into the playoffs before the year, and it, I'm not even close to that right now.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who are came over from the old feed, then you'll know I've been very, very adamant that this team's future lies in the hands of DeAndre Hunter, not Trey Young. And they are now one in seven since DeAndre Hunter got hurt. They're two and seven on the year when he doesn't play. But since he got hurt, they are one in seven. Um, their defense that's been – we've talked about numerous times on here has been carrying them this year. Since he's been hurt, since February 2nd in these eight games, is 27th in the NBA. They've gone from ninth in defensive rating to 18th overall in defensive rating. They've fallen off of a cliff defensively without him. Best perimeter defender on the team. And not to mention was averaging 17 or 18 points a game. Like, It's a pretty outrageous
2: so, set of stats right there. Like
1: that's crazy. Brought so much to the table for this team and shows just like, man, I, it was, I was watching the Knicks feed for this game and Walt Frazier – I mean, he, he just, I mean, he's old. So he just doesn't care. He's just like, man, Trey young, just, he's really talented on offense, but he cannot guard anybody. <laughs> he's dead on. Uh, he can't. This team has, and this is amidst like now uh, a report came out today that they are looking to get a, a lottery pick level, a lottery level pick to, to move on from John Collins they have some really big decisions to make over this next like year and a half because I don't think it's this summer. I think it's next summer. Trae Young's going to get a max contract from somebody. And I'd be shocked if it's not the Hawks. And it's going to be a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I, just,
2: I And here's why it's going to be the Hawks in my mind. And it's because, it's because the of the thing. draft day trade, yeah. you know, like – the decision's already been made. You can't pass on a let's, let's, I mean, it's, he's a generational talent. Luca, I mean, Mavs aren't having a great year, but he is yeah. what he's unbelievable. You pass on a guy like that, you can't not sign the guy you took to a Mac to, to a second contract. I mean, unless you're just admitting a colossal
1: organizational
2: failure. So, are they going to have the balls to do that? I doubt it.
1: I mean, it's not necessary. Look, draft picks don't hit. Every time, like, it's not an organizational failure. You took the guy you thought was the best and he didn't end up being the best. Like, yeah, but top five picks
2: usually get to a second contract, like, and not that Trey Young's not good enough to, but
1: to let him walk. Yeah, but a a second contract is one thing, a max contract. Not every second, like, like John Collins is not going to get a max deal. He wants a max deal, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: I just, I don't, they are, if they have the balls to let Trey Young walk, I would be incredibly impressed. Incredibly yeah. impressed. Uh,
1: yeah, it's not going to happen, but it's a it's a mistake, I think. I do too. Um, I mean, he's just not having a good year. And anybody who tries to convince me otherwise, there's a lot of people on Twitter trying to like convince.
2: Well, look at their record.
1: <laughs> trying Come to defend on. his his season, he's he's having a bad year, and he's still taking absurd long range threes that he doesn't make. It, it's just, yeah, he's, he's, it's not, it's not working and trading John Collins to me is not the answer. Definitely not. I yeah. mean, I think you hit on
2: that. It, the, you build this team around John Collins and DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter. Hunter, and then you also have some, I mean, Cam
1: that's Reddish tough.
2: could be a different guy in two years, you know?
1: Yeah. That's a tough front court, DeAndre Hunter, camera I mean, we, we saw it, right? DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, this was a top 10 defensive team, so and they were only winning games because of their defense, not because of Trey Young. Yeah, they're a mess. Um, they're they are falling apart right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know that it's going to get any better until DeAndre Hunter gets back, based on those numbers and how much uh, and what's going on there. It'll be interesting to see. I've mentioned this a few times. What happens with Lloyd Pierce? Like it, does he does he last? Does he survive through this uh through this situation? I don't know. Because there yeah, was high so, expectations either. on this team too. Especially if the GM's trying to keep his job, which you know he is, <laughs> he's not gonna blame Trey Young. He's gonna and blame it, Lloyd blame Lloyd Pierce. And they've had injury problems all year. So you might get away with it because of that, but I don't know. They still had John Collins, Camarish, Clint Capella, Herder, Trey Young, Gallo. I mean,
2: yeah, that, that's a playoff roster. It just has to be.
1: Yeah. Another team falling completely off a cliff, the Rockets. Mm. But in the Rockets' defense, they lost to the Wizards 131-119. They are getting crushed right now by injuries too. Obviously, Christian Wood's been out. Victor Oladipo hasn't been playing. No Eric Gordon in this game. No PJ Tucker in this game. Uh, it's just tough. I mean, they're, they're playing guy like they're just playing a guy named Ray Spalding, Mason Jones. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that sounds like a creative player in like two K. Yeah. Ray Spalding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- I mean, losing to the Wizards is a bad loss, obviously. But I mean, what are you what are you going to do? I mean. David Nwaba is playing 41 minutes. It sucks, but this team, this team has gone through so what a what a I mean like what a crazy year this this team has already had, and Mm -hmm. we're not even we're a third of the way through the year. They go Harden situation. They make the trade. They win seven in a row. Then they get crushed by injuries. Now they've lost six in a row.
2: It's nuts. Like, I'm at, yeah, they <laughs> they won seven of eight and are now directly off of that on what, what, a six-game losing streak. Yeah. And they've got the Sixers up next. This thing's probably going to extend. I mean, they, they could go on a really, really bad losing streak here. And yeah, sucks, I mean,
1: and, and I think it directly correlates with – Christian Wood was playing great basketball for them. Yeah. They really miss having him and having to start boogie because they – like Boogie's not playing bad for them, but I can tell by the their rotations when I watch them, like they can't play him more than 20, 20. Yeah, his legs. He just he doesn't have it. Uh, so, yeah, rough for them. Uh, Brad Beal, obviously 37. Is he going to
2: average 35, Joey?
1: Well, he's averaging like 32 and a half, 33 now, I think. So, oh, yeah, he's right see. below 33. So, okay, probably see. Probably not 35. Um, this is like the healthiest this team has been all year. I think they've won two in a row now. Uh,
2: I do believe this is two in a row for the Wiz, which is good. Um, good for them. It's nice. And one of those was against the Celtics, who are a lot of teams.
1: Uh, Celtics are a mess.
2: It's also. got a lot of teams looking like a mess right now.
1: Yeah. Oof, what a rough, rough year for injuries and uh, what a just a rough season. Yeah. Um, The last game was – I didn't watch the – I didn't see any of the Bulls Pacers game. I just know they went to overtime and Zach Levine had 30. I watched the highlights and Zach Levine is confirmed an absolute killer. Like he's just – Yeah, I love that kid. I loved it. I love – I think I've mentioned it on the show. He he had one of the best draft workouts. Loved it. So awesome. I'm like drooling over a – a Ben Simmons for Zach Levine
2: trade would be the best possible move the Sixers could make. I would never do that if I was the Bulls.
1: Never. I would oh. never. I mean, I just wouldn't kid Zach Levine dream. is a killer. He's a, a killer can dream here. And he's also like all the things that you hate, like about Ben Simmons, like just his sort of like aloofness and non-competitiveness. Zach Levine's opposite. I know. <laughs> I love it. Like besides from the fact that he is like super skilled and is a guy who can average 25, 30 a game at some point. He's, he's just, he's so competitive. Yeah. So competitive. Um, I, I don't know if I've actually, have I talked about his draft workout on here? No, I, think
2: I was actually kind of surprised when you said one, of,
1: he was one of the best draft workouts. I mean, I don't even remember if like he was at that impressive. Well, his athleticism, obviously, mm-hmm. but also like he wanted to win every drill. Like it was a group workout and he just everything. He wanted to be the best at it, whether he was, or he wasn't like they play like three on three. He wanted to sc- He wanted to give everyone buckets. Like, some of these guys, they go through so many of these workouts. They come in and they kind of go through the motions. They pl- they go hard, but like he just was like, get, would get mad at himself if he didn't execute something. Like he was just so, he wanted to win everything. Mm-hmm. The only other think- guy who, the only other guy who I remember being like that in terms of competitive and like beating people in the workout was Doug McDermott. But it was because we had him and Nick Stauskus in at the same time. And he, he fucking busted Nick Stauskas. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Stauskas. I loved Nick that, Stauskas that coming out of college. I did too, and a lot of people did. I mean, he got drafted higher than McDermott because he was yeah. more, more, more of an athlete.
2: Yeah, well, that was. I don't know. I, no, I feel what you're saying about that. Like, I feel like we focus so much on stats and analytics. Like, I love that sort of thing, and they're very important. But shit, like wanting, like visibly wanting to crush your opponent in a drill is very important as well i
1: really think so in terms of scouting and that sort of thing i think we lose sight of that, with that just- uh, coach clifford used to talk about competitive spirit a lot like just like yeah. wanting to be the like being wanting to like be better than the other guys like at all times yeah um and you can see it with certain guys he's one of those guys i always say that about tim hardaway jr it's just hasn't always totally clicked but i can just see it when he plays like I saw it when he was in summer league when he was younger. He just competes, man. He just wants yeah. to kill everybody. Um, I think you know LeBron's pretty competitive.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got that whatever he's we're got, talking about. He has a little he's bit got of that it. thing. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, okay, that's it for the games from,
1: from Monday night. A couple big headlines on Monday. Coming out throughout the day. First of all, let's just let's start with AD. Yeah. Um, as of now, what they're saying is um will be reevaluated in two to three weeks. They said it's a calf strain and he re aggravated reaggravated the Achilles tendinosis, which is what we talked about yesterday. Um I don't know, man. Like this is it seems like something that's gonna be nagging. Yeah, my first
2: thought when I heard this was, you know, if this has to be a month layoff or six weeks or something like that, do it. Like, do not rush him back, you know, Um, like they're going to make the playoffs without him, you know, but they in order to win a title, he needs to be 100 percent, I think. Um, So I, I would not rush him back from this, even if your regular season record takes a hit. It's just the tendon that I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tendronitis or something.
1: Tendronosis. <laughs> syllable For sure. Um, sounds like, sounds like dinner. <laughs> yeah. I
2: just wouldn't rush him back. I, I think if it's a type of injury that needs more time to get him closer to hundred percent, just do it. Just do whatever it takes to get him back there.
1: My concern when I saw this was and it's an injury that caused another injury. So it's like Achilles tendronosis. Ten, Tendin tendinosis. Now I have no idea what
2: it is actually called and what I called it.
1: Uh, Achilles. Imagine if that's it's like a it's like a Greek basketball player. Tendinosis. Achilles tendinosis <laughs> for three. He's the
2: best defender in the league for sure.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's left-handed and he's like six-three. He's white. He's like. You know who he's, you know who he plays a lot like Pablo Prigioni. or that guy. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so the thing about this was like, like seeing that he had this Achilles thing and it caused, he re-aggravated it and it also caused him to get a calf strain. I think he's going to be out more than two to three weeks, even if, just as a precaution.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: And then also it just, I, knock on wood, obviously I don't want it to happen, but it, it, it it's kind of like strikes me as one of these injuries where it's like, he's going to be reevaluated in, in like a month. And they it'd be like the best course is to just do surgery. Mm. You know, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I, you know how that happens sometimes where it's like, all right, this thing's like lingering. And really, if you want it to be better, like the best it can be, let's just do surgery, make it better. You'll be out longer, but it'll be better in the long run. Mm. It just strikes me as one of those type of things. I, I could. I don't have no idea. I'm Not a doctor. What?
2: what do you think LeBron would say? Like, because you know LeBron would want him to push through. Like, it's such a strange situation to be. I don't in. know,
1: man. I don't know. I think LeBron.
2: LeBron has to know it's his only shot at getting a fifth ring.
1: Yeah, but I also, like, I, don't would, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I don't think he would be like mad at the guy for having. No, not mad. I mean, but he'd be like, kids, oh, he's, he's a he's a, a kid, play man. It. He's like twenty eight years old, twenty seven. He'd play through it, A.D. I mean, <laughs> I will say this. If Anthony Davis is out, like if something happens and he's out, I think this year is the most wide open the NBA has ever been. If Anthony Davis is not playing. For ever? That.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, you've got more years of, of NBA watching. So I would, I mean, yeah, I can't remember. When was time.
1: When was the last time? Like yeah, right I'm, now we are. Like the Pistons title year. I don't know. I mean, I guess last year was pretty wide open because we weren't sure if the Lakers were guaranteed lock, right? There was no mm-hmm. lock last year because it was the end of the warriors. Right. So I guess this year,
2: well, this would automatically make it more wide open if the team that did win lost their second best player. Like it'd be, yeah. Wide I mean wide
1: like most years. And also my question is, is that good or bad for the league? Like I think the league is better when there's a team that everyone's chasing.
2: I, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm sort of torn on that because there's so much star power that, to me. At least maybe for one year, it's cool to be like, all right, it's totally wide open. But I think maybe long-term. Well, yeah. I don't know.
1: I'm torn. Let me think about that one. Not sure okay. if it's good or bad for the league. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it while we talk about Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Okay. Um, so mo- these both came out earlier in, in, the, in the day on Monday that first it was Drummond that he will not play until they figure out, I guess a trade for him. And then later on in the day came out that the same thing is basically happening in Detroit with Blake Griffin. The way they reported it was he's going to sit until they can figure out his playing future. (laughs) Now other reports have come out since then. One is that it, there's almost no way the Pistons will be able to trade Blake Griffin. So it's probably going to be a buyout. He's got, 2 years left on his deal including this year but then next year's a player option for 38 million so he's you know if you trade him he's going to accept that so and then for Drummond there's reports that the that a buyout is off the table that they will not buy him out he's in a final year of a 20 28 million dollar contract so they're going to have to work some magic to trade so starting with Drummond You've kind of pinned yourself into a corner if you're the Cavs because you traded for Jared Allen. You've basically said, Jared Allen's our guy. Andre Drummond's not good enough to play for us anymore. And we're already bad. He's 28, he makes $28 million. Somebody give us something for him. You're not going to get much. It's a lot of money. Yeah. The, the only way you're going to get anything
2: anything really is from a team that thinks he's the guy that gets them over the hump for a championship this year, you know, because otherwise, you know, we'll just try to sign him. agency.
1: maybe. Well, no, I mean, I like, I think teams will make offers. You just won't get a lot like, uh, like Toronto. There's been a bunch of teams that have been like rumored, like Boston, Toronto, whatever. They're just not going to give you a whole lot. And like Toronto do they think that he's the difference between them being a playoff team and not a playoff team? Cause I don't think anybody thinks he's putting them over the hump to win a title. I would hope
2: not. Yeah. But I just don't know why you would trade like a lot to get the guy when you know, he's not going to be in Cleveland next year, I guess to prevent somebody else from trading him, trading for him. But I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like Cleveland has as much leverage whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't even know, like of the teams that they've mentioned, I mean, obviously, if I just don't get what
2: Cleveland was doing, like they get Jared Allen, but why not include Drummond in that deal and get
1: more? Well, maybe no one wanted him. There was one thing, one like an anonymous GM or somebody came out and said that like a scout told them that um, like a long time ago that Andre Drummond will get can get you 30 and 20 and not impact the game at all. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. That's a pretty wild thing to say. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's almost it kind of seems like it might be pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, if if they I mean they traded for him knowing how much money he was gonna make, taking a flyer that hopefully, you know, maybe they'll sign him to an extension if he's good, and they're awful and they still won't. And he's young, like they still won't. I mean, they're still getting rid of him. That's a bad sign for him. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's gonna take a chance, he's just too talented to not take a chance on him just get putting the money. I don't know how many teams there are out there that just have $28 million to, to give that Cleveland's either going to have to take back expiring deals and like second round picks, or they're going to have to take on multiple year deals to get a good pick. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. because he's in the final year of his deal. So there is value. Like if you're a team that's in cap trouble, Like OKC, you know, like OKC's got a million picks. If they've like if they liked him, they could give up Horford and give up a first round pick and take Drummond.
2: Whoa, whoa! whoa. You think Sam Presti's parting with a first round pick? What are you nuts? I'm just saying. I know. I know. He gets all. He practically (laughs) gets off on those
1: things. I know. They. I know the picks keep him warm at night. But yeah. um, No, I'm just saying. Make a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) like something like that where they have to take on multiple years to get something of value. If they're not mm-hmm. taking on multiple years, they're not going to get anything. Right. And then at that point, like, why even making the trade just let his contract expire and let him walk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Blake Griffin, I think is more interesting because I think he's going to, I think it's almost a certainty at this point, he's going to get bought out. And then it's just, cause I, I still think Blake's got a lot, left in the tank i really do i know people a lot of people are crushing him and they're saying he can't play anymore and he's become just a three-point shooter but when i watch those games it strikes me as like a we suck type of thing and i'm just gonna get me out of here like which is terrible which all honestly really sucks because i talked to blake griffin two years ago at all star when he was having like an mvp type season and he seemed so happy to be out of la in detroit on a team pushing to be a playoff team, playing great – like he seemed like in such a good space. Mm -hmm. And now for this to be where it's at – now, obviously, can't feel too bad for the guy because he's making $75 million over the next two years, so it is what it is. But just from a game standpoint, like it seemed like things were going really well for him in his career in terms of basketball-wise. And now not only is he going to get bought out because he can't get traded because of the value of his deal, but people are just saying he's washed. Right. I can't wait till he goes to like a good team, and people are like, people are like, oh, we were so wrong. He's got so much left in the tank.
2: You know, after the with the Anthony Davis thing being a little murky, like him on the Lakers makes a ton of sense. That's crazy. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it just makes so much sense, and it would be like the rich
1: getting richer times ten. I'll put it this way: if he gets bought out, him on any contending team makes sense. Yeah. Him on the Brooklyn makes sense. Him on the Heat makes like him on any, literally any team. If he gets bought out and you can get him for the vet minimum, he literally makes sense on any team because mm-hmm. he's so talented. You know, the talent's there. And change of scenery does, I mean, it's everything in sports. Like just change of scenery can do everything. Yep. And even with his numbers the way they are now. The reason he sucks, according to everybody, is because he's making $37 But if he's doing what he's doing and he's making that minimum, you're not going to say that anymore. You'd be like, damn, that's a great veteran presence to have on our team and he's still talented. And could probably win us a game or two here and there because he's still super talented.
2: Um, That's going to be one of the the really good storylines for the buyout market, like mid-season
1: storylines, I think that could be. I would be, if he does get bought out, which it, I would imagine it's going to be in the next couple weeks. He's got to be soon because with this report, like he's mm-hmm. just sitting on their bench doing nothing. I'd be shocked if Brooklyn doesn't go all in, maybe even offer him more than the minimum if they can yeah, to go would, get him.
2: Would trade exceptions coming up? That's the only way. Like if you've got like a big trade exception sitting
1: around, can you use that for a free, for a, I don't really I have no know, idea have how know, trade expect, exceptions. So I'm not sure how trade exceptions work. Um I do think the the Laker thing makes sense. You know, I don't think he, I don't think he would want to go back out to LA after the way things went down. What if he went back to the Clippers though? That'd be crazy. Oh man. Yeah. That'd be wild. Goes back to the Clippers and wins a title. That would actually be awesome. Yeah. That'd be electric. That would be out. That would make me kind of root for the Clippers. Whoa! wow. Just, I think it would be such a cool, like we're talking about Derek Rose, like talking about mellow winning six man potentially talking about derrick rose making the knicks relevant talk about a, like an amazing full circle storyline mm-hmm. gets bought out goes back to the clippers wins a title don't think it's going to happen don't think he would go back to la i think he would probably lean east coast you know he he does like well L.A.'s he's hollywood he does like his comedy stuff and he but yeah, that's New York's also a good place for that. Brooklyn, I think Boston could be in play as well. I think any of these teams, I think yeah, they're, they're all really gonna good. go. I think they're all mm-hmm. gonna, if he gets bought out and they don't have to trade for his contract, they're all gonna go after him. Yeah, he's good. He's still a good player. I think the Heat would, he'd be good for the Heat right now. He'd be great next to Bam.
2: Yeah, that could be the move. That could be a shakeup move for
1: sure. And Phil, like, it wouldn't even be a shakeup. A- it wouldn't even be a shakeup if you can get him on the buyout market, you mm-hmm. know. Now, does he want to come down at this point in his career and be part of this Heat culture, where you have to like work out every day and be in certain type of shape and work really hard? I would hope so. If he's, if he's I don't know, some players million dollars, at a certain point have in a your, ring at a certain yeah. point in your career, sometimes you don't want to be like hammer, like you know, not everybody's Jimmy Butler, you know, mm-hmm. like that guy's. He's a psycho. He's crazy. Um, I'll, I'm fascinated to see where Blake Griffin ends up. He was one of the guys at the beginning of the year when I think we did our preseason, like overreactions, I was like, he's going to go somewhere. He'll be out. Like, he's a guy that should get traded because he could be really good for a, a contender. Mm. So I'm, I'll be fascinated to see where, where he ends up. Uh, last thing I had from news was, I think, I don't know if this came out yesterday or it became official today. They're doing the three point contest and the skills contest pre-game of all star. And they're doing the dunk contest at halftime. So instead of not doing the game and just having all-star Saturday night that can be socially distanced, they're taking the, the event that the fans actually love and giving it less time so that they can play an all-star game that no one wants to see. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
2: The other thing, like the dunk contest in terms of like, cool concepts that they somehow managed to mess up like it's almost impossible that the dunk contest is as bad as it is well joey's eyes lit up big big
1: free agent signing big free agent signing the nets wave norvel pell and sign andre roberson wow
2: that's our first big breaking news live on the show i think that we've caught live on the show you know yeah i don't even know what i was oh the dunk contest. yeah, it's just such a simple fix. Just goddamn put in decimal scoring. Just not all not all dunks are tens or nines. Like oh, you mean some, the ties? There's the some ties. nine point sevens. There's some nine point fives. Or expand the scale to hundred. It's the same concept, but they mess this thing up so badly with the scoring system and like just the superfluous bullshit that surrounds it.
1: Yeah, it, the All Star game is gonna suck. No yeah. fans. They should not play that All Star
2: game. I just Like uh, the dunk contest
1: is going to be stupid. No fans. The reaction is everything.
2: Yeah. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to And they're not going to be
1: able, like the players the players surrounding the court and going nuts. Like it's not, like, who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Just the other dunkers. It's stupid. They, it's, they're they
2: going to have to up the prize money and get like Zach Levine back in there, get some dudes that like can actually dunk for it to have any chance of being watchable.
1: Need, but most of these guys don't even want to go. They, most of them think it's stupid that it's even happening. The purse is like ten million or something. Get
2: like Sprite is that- to do. T- no, I'm saying oh, jack oh. The, pr- the purse up to ten million, and yeah. we'll see the greatest dunk contest we've ever seen. Maybe,
1: maybe. Get those COVID sniffing dogs out there. Uh that, yeah. All right, let's end with this. This Twitter account Side Action HQ uh, tweeted this out today, with the question: Was this question ever answered? It's from NBA Reddit from four years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the question is, so this is a question that a fan posed on Reddit four years ago. when LeBron was still on the Cavs, Kyrie, Jr. the whole thing. The question is, is it legal for players to kiss as a strategy? <laughs> <laughs> so he says, it's an off-season question but I'm serious. Let's say that it's the finals game seven in crunch time. If LeBron starts kissing Kyrie, not a single defender will be watching the ball, leaving Jr. open for an easy three. Would LeBron and Kyrie be called for a technical or would the points count? The rules say technical fouls relate to unsportsmanlike behavior, but I don't see how this is unsportsmanlike. It's just the most (laughs) uncharacteristic things ever. What say you guys?
2: (laughs) There's no way that would be a technical foul. It's totally legal you
1: would uh, you'd have I'm to. Ready, make i'm sure. ready i'm ready i'm all in on this i'm you ready to, to just, see this how do
2: you make sure that the defender's attention is on that
1: you know now here's the problem can't do it now now it would be a technical foul he probably gets suspended because of covid Oh, because of covid this was four years ago this was mm-hmm. pre you know pre all what this stuff. took your pants
2: off what if two guys took their pants off that'd probably be a technical
1: yeah that's probably that's i feel like that's it called it could be indecent, a flagrant depending I feel on like who that's it is called indecent exposure <laughs> i think it's all actually against the law yeah <laughs> um but um i love this is so i was just like that's this hilarious. is unbelievable this is like things that i wish i thought about and tweeted or put on reddit because i it says uh i'm pretty sure like it, it says edit I've never got gold before things. I guess gold means like it's a high up. Yeah, it's a big deal. For, yeah, And then edit. Bleacher Report took the link for this. Do I feel proud or exploited?
2: <laughs> both, um, a little bit of both. No, that, that's great. I love that.
1: Is it legal for players to kiss as a strategy? Just dead serious.
2: <laughs> I had no idea. And then like in the actual example that he lays out, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yep. All right. Wow. What a... We got through a big night in the nba in an hour it's pretty that's good a hell
2: of a deuce right there that's a good one
1: it's a big deuce uh don't forget subscribe rate and review it's more important now than ever people new feed blue wire podcast we're pumped stay tuned we'll be back tomorrow later